This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Salange Bucky, Growth Marketing Manager at Magic Lab. Salange, welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. Thank you for having me. Okay, so every book needs a reader, every movie needs a viewer, and every app needs a user. Right now, there are dozens of channels for app marketers to find users for their apps. And if you think about it, you can actually put all those channels into three buckets. Search, meaning build on search on the App Store, Google Play, social, think Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, etc. And the other channels can be placed into a single bucket, third-party networks. And in this episode, Salange will tell you about this last bucket specifically. But as always, let's talk about you, Salange, first. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I'm the growth marketing manager, as you said, uh, leading user acquisition with third-party networks at Badoo and Bumble. I joined the company about a year ago with the objective to grow the third-party networks account. And Mm -hmm. it's been an incredible journey connecting with many different media vendors and testing new sources of paid acquisition. And I was previously working on the media vendor side, which allowed me to have a better understanding of how the tech behind the ad platforms actually work. So I can say I've got a full 360 view of the media ecosystem. All right. So you have a really good grasp on how uh, media uh, works, how you actually acquire users. Now tell me, give me a quick intro into what is Magic Lab and brands you guys have under this umbrella? Under the Magic Lab umbrella, there is Badoo, Bumble, Chappie, and Lumen. We are a global team of brilliant product managers, designers, engineers, data scientists, and many more with Mm -hmm. the mission to create life-changing moments by building relationships. I work specifically with Badoo and Bumble. And they're both dating apps. So Badoo is the dating app that encourages its users to date honestly. It was launched in 2006. And today we're a community of over 450 million people across 190 countries and is available in 48 different languages. While Bumble is the first app to bring dating, friend finding and career building into a single social networking platform and our mission is to create empowering connections in love life and work all right great so being a married man i don't think i have a educated opinion about dating sites but i still remember what are those sites about okay uh, okay, for starters, uh, let's lay out the spectrum of marketing channels that are in disposal of app marketer. What are tools that are um, available for app acquisition these days? Yeah, so usually in paid acquisition portfolios, we can see that um, it relies heavily on paid social with Facebook, TikTok, and Snapchat, and also paid search with Google and Apple search. And I mean, why not? These channels are very, very powerful in driving user acquisition results. 
but there is this third bucket that we call third-party networks um, to you know name it somehow and that's where mm -hmm. we group all this untapped acquisition sources and um, I mean untapped because many marketers miss to explore beyond paid social and search for different reasons like it could be I don't know fraud challenges or simply because you're seeing good results with your channels with your current channel so why would you need to expand but the fact is that there are many more interaction points or placements where you can reach your audience in the mobile ecosystem and you might be missing out if you only focus on social media channels for for example so maybe i could you know mention some of these ones to be a bit more specific right Exactly. So uh, like you're saying, you may be thinking that Google and Facebook is the whole picture and there's nothing else exists out there, but you're definitely wrong. There are more tools for you to get users from places where, where Facebook and Google is not actually reaching. So let's talk about this third-party network specifically. What are pros, cons, limitations of these networks? And by the way, do you have favorite among these? Yeah, sure. So just to mention some, there are ad platforms or vendors through which you can access to original equipment manufacturer placements, meaning that your app gets promoted or featured within the user's device. For example, Xiaomi or Huawei, and it's very native and it's personalized based on the user's interest. So you can, you know, be scrolling through your phone and get recommended, you know, top recommended apps for you or, you know, uh, freemium services that you should try. Uh, so it's it's a great experience. And there is also one that you can, your app can get recommended while you're setting up or activating your new device. That's in partnership with some carriers. So the one that I mentioned before is with manufacturers, but in this mm -hmm. case is with carriers as well. And this is all through networks, of course, in partnerships with the networks. And they can also offer dynamic preloads or push notifications. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to have your app installed on your device and you can still get a push notification um, to encourage users, you know, to download the app. And some, either, uh, some other networks also offer pre-installed technology in which you know your app can be pre-installed in a new device so it's like the full user journey you can get your new device activated and while you're activating it you get suggested to you know download preload this app on your new device or even you can already have the the app pre-installed on your device so there are many more. There is also, I mean, the most common one is programmatic. And I think this is very powerful. It's a really powerful way to reach highly engaged users in the app world. Then, of course, we have video networks, affiliates, comparison sites. And there is this one growing channel. Is We can call it influencer network which although it falls between social media and third-party networks because you still require a social media channel, you know, to, to post the content for the influencers to post the content. And the way it actually works on the back end, you need to 
have an ad tech platform set up your campaign, set your CPI bid rates, and you start bidding on placements. But in this case, the placement are the influencers' posts. So it's mm-hmm. quite interesting. Mm-hmm. I could give you some pros and cons for each yeah. one. Yeah, I, I actually wonder what are the, uh, like, as far as I know, this model when uh, you can get your app being pre-installed on the device is only available for Android. Like iOS is out of the game in this respect, right? This is only exactly. the Android available. Uh, exactly. There's uh, quite some limitations, yes. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think it, it just goes back to the you know early days when the first iPhone was introduced with, through AT&T and uh, AT&T had no saying in placing any ads, any, any apps inside, inside iPhones. So since those days, to this day, iPhones do not have any pre-installed apps. Uh, but on the Android side, there are plenty of them. I think I, I think I can remember one of those companies like a digital turbine. These folks exactly. partner with big uh, companies. Uh, and I think the pro side for these kind of app marketing techniques is that you get a chance to get your app like from the get-go from the like a day one that person is, is holding the iPhone or uh, Android phone in his head or her hands and get to see the apps that are available right away. No need to download. Just make sure those apps are of a high quality and basically just cutting the corner between um, you as an app owner and your user. But I don't think I've heard a lot about this uh, last option you've just mentioned when you're actually beating for placing your ad in the uh, post of influencers. Because I know about influencers in general, but is it in a different, like from a, I don't know, technical perspective or just in general from uh, regular beating inside of ads? But just in this case, it's about the influencer and the trust between him and his audience. Is there any... um, anything special about it so the way it works is like you have uh, this network or ad platform which you set up your campaign set up your your bid rate and well in this case um the one we've worked with it's managed service so what it's great about it is that mm. you don't you know you, you cut a lot of the operational process and you provide some guidelines, of course, uh, to protect your brand. And then influencers decide whether to take it or not based on the rates that you've set up. And mm-hmm. you, you provide them with a link. And as easy as that. It's like very similar to, let's say, programmatic buying. But in this case, obviously, there is a, that interaction between the network and the influencers. But it's it's pretty easy, let's say. And they start, you know, posting content to promote the app and you're only paying on CPI basis. Mm-hmm. So it's it's basically that your ad, your creative is their content, although you don't own the content. They they are the owners of, you know, the, the posts. You are only paying them for the installs that they generate. Gotcha. Now, we know that the app world is kind of split into games and non-games apps. Could you give any suggestions, like your vision, what are the good third-party networks for promote, promoting games and the non-games promotion? Yeah, so for game developers, I think video networks with rewarded videos in which you know players can choose to watch a video in exchange for a reward, 
Uh, it can be virtual currency or in-app items or even offer walls. These are great for game developers because the audience that you find in these placements are very highly engaged gaming audience who sees rewards as part of the gaming experience. It's very mm. native. Uh-huh. And these are users who are very likely to convert to try new games and drive good ROI results. Well, on the other hand, these networks, uh, video networks with rewarded placements, might work for non-game developers if you're using the right creatives and offering. It's a very competitive channel and it's very like highly dominated by game developers. So it makes it really hard for non-game developers to enter into that ecosystem because the rates might be more expensive and it's it makes it harder to achieve positive results as well mm-hmm. as also if you if you have retention as one of your KPIs sometimes you know um, this metric might not be as as high or as positive as you expect to to be with other channels because the users are getting rewarded for specific action but that does not mean that they are genuinely interested in your app so I would definitely recommend um, starting with either programmatic or other type of CPI networks for non-game developers. Okay, now I see the, the difference. Now, do you have any suggestions for how to balance between using paid social paid search and these third-party networks? Yeah, so I personally promote diversification strategy. Um, I believe that you know, you can't allocate all your media or paid acquisition spend into one or two channels because it doesn't give you all the flexibility that you need to reallocate budgets in case that, you know, something goes wrong with a particular channel or or campaign. So adding third-party networks onto your paid acquisition portfolio, it gives you a lot of flexibility, you know, and you should always be testing new channels to, to find out where your audience is. So I think it's a combination. I'm not saying that you shouldn't run paid social or paid search. I think definitely you should allocate your money or the you know, you should allocate your money based on the results that you're seeing. So if you see good results in paid social, you should definitely allocate more budget to paid social. But they can all complement each other. And there is always a ceiling. So if you try to, you know, increase and continue increasing your daily spend on one channel, there is one moment that it continues like each incremental user becomes progressively more expensive so if you target if you apply the same targeting but in a different channel like a programmatic like a dsp let's say you might be able to reach the same audience but with a cheaper price so i think it should be a balance and they can definitely complement each other as in each of them can follow a different optimization strategy and then overall they might all follow you know your overall strategy so broadly speaking you're saying don't put all eggs into a single basket right <laughs> yes exactly and watch out for your rates uh, your roi how much money you're actually spending per each install. And when you're feeling like you're reaching the limit of how much you're spending, uh, like 
your comfortable zone, like actually your over a budget, exploring new channels to uh, actually bring results you're uh, you're looking for. Let's say I need to add a new source of downloads for an app. What are my steps to evaluate it? Well, first, it is really important to understand the source targeting, sources targeting and optimization capabilities, and if these align with your strategy. Um, there are many great ad networks out there. Um, we just need to, to find that one that is a good match for us because it's really important to question the vendor a lot and to understand whether we're a good fit because you, you wouldn't like, you know, just to run a test and for, you know, the sake of testing a new source, but mm-hmm. without thinking of a long-term partnership. So I think it's really important to understand first if they are integrated with your MMP, ask how is the user journey and what level of you know data granularity they can provide. Mm-hmm. And once you're live, uh, it's very important to monitor it very closely. I, I advise, I generally advise to set a specific test budget and to communicate very clearly all your KPIs with the vendor and also set a daily cap. So it's important to not let it run without monitoring it every second. And I think also something that, you know, we're all aware of is that fraud is one of the main challenges that we experience. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's important to have an anti-fraud solution. Um, we in Magic Lab developed our own in-house magic, um, sorry, anti-fraud tool, which mm-hmm. helps me a lot. And I, I'm, you know, I'm checking every, almost every day to spot it if there is any fraudulent activity. But I also look at conversion rates. And if you see that there is anything out of benchmark, you need to question the vendor. It, it is very important, you know, that you're on top of every single number that you see mm-hmm. on your end. I think that's the most important when testing a new source. All right, good. Uh, now I wonder, you mentioned TikTok uh, previously. What are your thoughts about TikTok as an ad platform? Just um, probably just, you know, from a user perspective uh if you ever had a chance to use that app because me personally i haven't tried tiktok to this day but what are your thoughts about it is the app is the social media probably is the uh platform for app advertising just your view um well from a user perspective um you know, I downloaded it while in lockdown. I think everyone mm. did. And it, it is really cool, but I haven't dared to post anything so far. Uh-huh. And um, from a media channel, I think it's definitely, again, an untapped source that we are all trying to discover how to drive downloads and what's most effective. And I think key the key is the creative so it's hard for us marketers to figure out you know what what gen z or you know tiktok users like to make it seem more native but definitely we've run some tests and as soon as we you know started running a more tiktok made creative it started performing completely differently. Like the results were totally positive. So that's very, very important to have a creative specific for TikTok. 
I see. Um, okay, so now I have a few quick questions uh, for you. And the first one is goes like this. Are you iOS or Android person? iOS. Okay, iOS. Okay, I'm just uh, giving one plus one to the bucket of iOS people <laughs> on the show. Uh, what was your first mobile phone? It was Nokia 3510. Okay. Uh, it's, it's for, this one is familiar to me from the previous uh, answers. What is your favorite app and why? I would say Asus. <laughs> I really like their UI and UX. Really? Uh, very I never tried it app. <laughs> yeah, I'm a shopaholic, so I think I'm definitely uh, an Asus fan, yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, and uh, what are new technologies are you most excited about? Probably you're waiting for something to happen with the apps you're using on your smartphone or the smartphone itself. Well, to be honest, I'm very excited about one that Badu have developed. Um, we're implementing it very soon. It's a private detector, so it's an algorithm to prevent the mm. sending of unsolic unsolicited images. <laughs> <laughs> so mm. I think that's quite funny and yeah definitely we don't want any unsolicited images <laughs> right gotcha image recognition machine learning using for this task yeah okay uh, before I let you go that was actually my last question but how can people get to know what you do they can definitely reach out over LinkedIn you mm -hmm. can find me as Solange Baki All right, that's awesome. Thanks, Art, for coming on our podcast, Solange. Thank you. Thank you, Art. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye. And that was Solange Baki, Growth Marketing Manager at Magic Lab. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Once you subscribe, you will be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review and comment. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. See you next week. Bye. This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data, and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.